What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the In Situ Health and Fitness Podcast. On today's show, we are wrapping up the month with interesting facts, teachable moments, and fun things that we think will help you live a long and healthy, happy life. Yes, welcome back, everybody, to another wrap-up. If you've been listening for a little while now, you'll notice there's a little difference in each week. We will have two episodes a week dropping very soon. Mackie's going to do individual podcast. Solo apps again. And I've got a few interviews that are going to be coming out soon. Uh, So very excited for those. So if you haven't or you don't want to for some reason, make sure you do follow us or subscribe or whatever your podcast streaming service offers. While you're there, give us a five-star review and a rating. I know Spotify and a few others have a rating system now. And we would appreciate it a lot if you could give us a rating and a positive comment, if that's available as well. Some do, some don't. All positivity, all five stars <laughs> would be awesome. Uh, yeah, so this show, we're wrapping up the last few weeks with fun things. Fun things, teachable, teachable moments. moments. Hmm. What have you got this week, this month? I feel like we used to do this weekly, so in my brain. It's, it's still weekly. It's weekly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all I was going to talk about is Training pain. Training pain. Mm. Okay. So it's just come up a lot lately. It's obviously been a little bit colder in Melbourne. So everybody gets aches and pains here and there. So would you still train if you had a ache in your elbow or your shoulder or something like that? Absolutely. Mm. Mm. It's just been interesting because I'm not saying this is right or wrong. Pain is very different to every single person how we interpret pain, how it feels. So we might have the exact same thing happen to us, but it might feel less for you, more for me. It's just a very weird thing. And I've had a lot of people, not a lot of people, some people go through some pains and aches and they're just not sure if they should train or not. And my suggestion is always train. You should not just not train because you've got an ache in your leg. You can train your upper body if it's that bad. Um, if it comes to sort of your training and you get some sort of pinch or an ache in your shoulder, it's very common, you still should train through it. Obviously, you're just not going to push as hard. Um, but if you're causing some sort of damage or you feel like something's going to break, then yeah, you stop. <laughs> but if it's just a dull ache or a little bit of a pinch or something like that, you, sh- you generally should be able to work through it. Um, a good example was the other day a client come in. We warmed up a little bit. Uh, we jumped into some back squats and he's doing his back squats and then he's like, oh, my knee's twinging a bit. Should we continue doing it? And I just got him to do a few other stretches, a few muscle releases and then some activation on the quads and squatted again and it was completely fine. So it's just about knowing what to do, where to go, all that sort of stuff. Um don't let it, don't let pain affect your goals and your consistency. If you're listening last week, we were spe- speaking a lot about consistency. Great episode last week. Mm-hmm. A little was. T- tangent. If you haven't listened to that, make sure you go back. Um, but yeah, you shouldn't let it affect all your goals and you keeping up your routines, being consistent, identifying as a person that goes to the gym, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's important to pay attention to, but don't let it stop you doing anything is my message for this week. 
Yeah, I I think I can speak from a personal perspective on this because if you're an OG listener, you'll know that I have been going through like some hip issues for the longest time and I had pain like in my hip flexor area, if you're familiar with that. Um, and it's been on and off for like three years maybe, but I never stopped training because like that's a long time to be messing around with an injury, right? Imagine if I didn't train for that entire time, Mm. but I just adapted and did the things that I could do in the gym still. And I will say when it was at the, like when I was in the most pain were definitely the times I least wanted to go to the gym, but they are the times that I needed the gym the most because it helped my mental health so much because I get so frustrated with myself when I can't do everything to my best ability and not being able to squat and such a big and important movement, I would just get so mad. I'll be honest. I would get mad that I can't squat, right? So um, I think, and then I would just go to the gym and do other leg exercises, like single leg split squats and deadlifts and stuff like that, which were fine. But mentally afterwards, I would feel much more positive about the issue and much more inclined to try and be proactive in fixing it, (laughs) like doing foam rolling or strengthening exercises or mobility or whatever it was. Um, Moral of the story, though, I went to an osteo and I wasn't using my toes, guys, just because there was a few people that messaged me being like, if you figure out this hip pain, please tell me because it's it's a common thing because squats are technical. Um, So I wasn't using my toes. But, yes, moral of the story, even if you're in pain, exercise is an excellent way to reduce how – much pain your brain perceives you to be in like it physically reduces the amount of pain that you feel if you allow your brain to interpret it that way Mm. right we did do a podcast a very long time ago on pain maybe it's a topic we should revisit and in how you can psychologically change it Mm. right because it's not always just a physical signal it sometimes can actually come from your brain to the spot rather than from the spot to your brain yeah, 100%. And you can create weird pain pathways that give you phantom pains and all that sort of stuff. But that's, yeah, a whole big topic that we won't dive into. Um, and Mac was talking a lot about, you know, her hip flexors hurt so she couldn't squat, so she did other things. And a few people out there might be saying, like, well, I don't know what to do in those situations, so I'm not just not going to do anything. And that is the wrong attitude to have. Uh, if you don't know what to do, you need to go out and find out what exercises don't target those muscle groups or target the shoulders or whatever you need to do to still work around it i see so many times people just use it as an excuse not to exercise they just go oh well my hip hurts so i'm just not going to do anything and it's just the wrong attitude to have like like you just said exercising like it creates a lot of chemical reactions in your body and it actually helps your body recover because those chemical reactions are happening from the workout. So if you are injured, working out can actually help you recover faster from an injury. So to not work out just makes injury even worse. Mm. It's just, yeah, take the time and the effort to learn out, learn what exercises do what, how you should be doing it, what muscle groups they target, all that sort of stuff. Like it can be overwhelming, but never before have we had the amount of free information available to us as to what we do on the internet, yeah, especially on YouTube. Like there are some fantastic channels that will walk you through different leg exercises 
et cetera, mobility stuff. Um, yeah, like there's so much information that you could be using. You don't don't just immediately say, I don't know, so I, I'll quit. Yeah, done. Um, but even like if you've got a PT or a coach or anybody like that, they should be walking you through why you're doing the exercises, what muscle groups, all that sort of stuff. And so you understand. Like I say to all my clients, I want you to be able to do this on your own. I hate the idea of still working with somebody so closely because they've got no idea after two years. Like I haven't done my job properly. Yeah. So, and I'm not the only one that does that. There's heap, like like I said, all good coaches, PTs will do that as well. So make sure you find a good one. You don't want to just be sort of going session to session and not learning anything from those sessions. Yeah. All right. What do you got? I want to talk about values. Mm. Do you remember a few weeks ago I came back from uni and I was like, what are your values? Quick, list them. Now, now, now cut it down to five. Now cut it down to three because I was so eager to see if Jack and I held the same values. And out of 10, I'm pretty sure we had one different value, which is like this was from a, le- a list of like 25, 30 values maybe. And we picked all of the same values, which was so very exciting to me because obviously we're doing something right. And if they weren't the same, they were? Close synonyms for one another yeah um so you're probably like what the heck mac values with this is a health and fitness podcast but i've never really before considered how much they directly impact the decisions that you make so the, the to define values values are individual beliefs that motivate people to act one way or another How have I overlooked this for the last five years of coaching? I don't know. Like I've definitely worked on values with people without using the word values. Maybe I'm I'm also used beliefs. But I just wanted to take everyone through the exercise, a shortened version of the exercise that I did at uni because I think that it is a great follow-up from last week's podcast. Um, So I guess the difference between values and goals is that unlike goals, values are not necessarily something that you ever achieve. Instead, they guide you to the things that you want to achieve and how you might reach them, right? So it's not necessarily like I want to be loyal isn't really a goal that you can just achieve and say I achieved that. It's a forever forever thing, right? You're forever Hmm. trying to abide by that value. So we use our values literally every day when we interact with other people, make decisions, and when we set goals. So the activity today, I feel like I'm I'm the teacher and I love it, (laughs) Um, is I want you all to choose 10 values that you think you hold and then narrow it down to five values. Can you just give them a couple of examples of values? I'll get there. And then once you have your five values, I want you to narrow it down again to three and put them in order from first, second, third, most valuable. So some examples would be ambition, loyalty, compassion, honesty, kindness, integrity, selflessness, determination, generosity. Mm. They're just a few values. I can actually probably link the workbook that I did at uni. It's a part of a study at Melbourne University at the minute. Very like the most insightful goal setting value workbook belief orientated thing I have ever done. Like it was very pivotal, pivotal, <laughs> pivotal for me at that point in time when I did it. So I'll probably link it if I can. Um, 
So my values, my top three values in order were health and fitness, learning and personal growth. And I'm pretty sure yours were health and fitness. Was it the same? I don't think I had learning. I think I had some something similar that yeah. meant the same. Yeah. And personal growth might have been second Se- for me. Yeah. Or and did I, you have self development? Yeah. See, there was like a that. lot of the same, same, but yeah. different. It just, I guess, it comes down to how you interpret it as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, but in the workbook that I will share with you guys, there is a massive list of values that you can choose from. So you pick 10 because it's hard. Like it is a hard task to think about what, what do I actually value? Like if I could only pick three things that mean the most to me, what are those three things? And I guess if health and fitness isn't in your values at all, but you're listening to this podcast, maybe you want to reconsider why. Like, why do you have your goal? Like, if your goal is to lose 10 kilos, but being healthy and fit isn't really one of your values, then I think that there's a misalignment and there's something in your approach to this whole endeavor that you need to change maybe because without you valuing health and fitness, it's going to be nearly impossible to achieve your goal of losing 10 kilos or whatever the goal is um, because these values drive all of your decisions. Um we should have spoken about this in the podcast last week because um, your identity and values are basically the same. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you can pick your values and then say, do I identify with these values? Like yeah. what, what actions do I take to suit these values? Yeah. And if like you identify as a health and fitness person or whatever um, and there's no action there, then do you really identify? Is that really one of your um, – values yeah then you might need to go okay well maybe it's not but i want it to be i need to put some actions into it Mm. so i have a few follow-up questions that might help you guys do just that what jack said right so once you have your three your top three values you're going to write about them a little and i really want you i really want you to write it down on pen and paper like there is just something about pen and paper that hits different to typing it out okay Mm -hmm. it lets you be less distracted it lets you be more in the moment It's great for your brain. But the first question is, what was so important about your top three values that you kept them in while the others started to drop away? Okay. Mm. So why? Those three, pretty much. The next question is, how do these values help guide your life? Which is what you just touched on. The third question, what or who in your life helped to shape these values? This question was a very big one for me because- The only person that I physically know that has helped me shape these values is Jack. Mm. Literally the only person. Everyone else is a public figure to some degree, like Andrew Huberman, um, the guy from Modern Wisdom. What's his name? Chris Willex. I don't know. Anyone else? Shona Virtue, maybe. (laughs) Probably why it took me so long to learn it because I had to use all public figures. You didn't have anyone immediately around you? Oh, occasional here and there but usually people that especially in the early days that just did health and fitness just to look good but didn't really hold it as a value yeah Hmm. so that was yeah that was a really big one for me and then the next block of questions is what kind of habits skills abilities or competencies do you have that you really like so this might also help you 
identify whether you're actually following these values or not because you think about the actions that you do and the skills that you have. Do they reflect the values that you think that you hold? Next, what about the ones that you don't like and the ones that you want to change? So like what values are you, do you think you're holding that don't really align with what you want your end goal to be or your identity more so? Mm. And then think about your values. How might these ha- habits or skills reflect – did I read that right? Yeah, how might these habits or skills that we just identified reflect your core values? So ideally you want your actions to reflect – your values and your values will make up your identity. Mm. And this is just a really good activity to actually find out if you are working towards the person you want to be or not, because it is very easy to lie to ourselves and say, yeah, I worked out last, no, a week before that, uh, three weeks ago. I worked out three weeks ago. Are you really a healthy person? Do you really value your health and fitness? Yeah. I made a good dinner on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah, but what about all the other nights? Yeah. Mm. So, Mm. I don't know. We don't often share activities like this, but I think we should try and start sharing more to-dos, homework, if you will, after the episode because I think it just just gives you a bit extra value from us, right? Mm. Um, Definitely check out the show notes so you can do that. And I know if there's about 100 people listening, 10 might take action and one follows through. So, if you are that one person that follows through and actually does it, Reach out. I uh, would love to hear, again, we could just talk through your results and guide you in the right direction. Yeah, 100%. Sweet. Did you have two things? I, you had, I had two things. This is just for you and I to discuss. Okay. <laughs> and it's a quote. If you're going to feel uncomfortable, you might as well do it right away instead of delaying it. Mm. I heard this quote from another podcast this week, and I just thought that our audience would really benefit from it. In relation to health and fitness, in relation to exercise, I think in the past we've spoken about it like about doing the hardest thing first, right? You should always do the hardest thing, the thing that is going to feel like awful to you first thing in the day. Just get it over and done with because the longer that you put it off, the longer that you think about it, the less likely you are to do it. And either way, it's still going – when you're doing the thing, it's still going to feel bad whether you do it first thing or whether you do it at the end of the day. But when you do it at the end of the day, you've had the whole day to worry about doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to feel uncomfortable, you might as well do it right away instead of delaying it. Mm. Um, two things come to mind. First one is that's why I started having cold showers in the morning because mm. like, I don't think my life's that hard or I don't have that many uncomfortable things – at the moment, which is probably a bad thing that I'm not pushing outside my comfort zone much at the moment, but that's why I have a cold shower. Like every morning, I have I start for hot shower and I've got to turn it over to cold. It's super uncomfortable. You know, maybe one morning out of seven, I don't do it, but um, that's why I added that in because it is super uncomfortable and it just does make every other decision a lot easier mm. because that is the most uncomfortable decision of the day, um, and it also I literally had this conversation this morning. So I had a couple of clients this morning and I trained two girls at the same time. They're just a two-on-one and they have training. That, so I sent them a workout for Wednesday night, but Wednesdays is a big day for both of them and they struggled to get to the gym. And I said, that's exactly why you need to get to the gym. Uh, and it's it's hard because they don't train in the morning, they train at the night. So they've had all day 
to think up excuses, not want to do it, I'm tired, this happened, I haven't done this yet. It's like I said, that's exactly why you need to go and train. It's the best time to do it because you're going to not only create resilience, but you're making a very hard choice to do something that's going to benefit you in the long run. And when you start doing it in those hard times and making those harder choices when you really don't want to, um, you start, like, especially when it comes to health and fitness, you start getting crazy results because you're doing it when you really don't want to and that's when you do need to do it. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, the client after them uh, had a massive week and he comes into the gym for a little cardio session on Thursday nights. And he's been missing it, missing it, missing it. But this week he's like, I just come in, I just did a little bit, but I was here, I got it done. And I said, that's perfect. Like, who cares what you got done, how much you didn't get done, what you got done. You come, you've done something. That is the, that's what you need to do. Like, it's just, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know what, what else to say. say. <laughs> um, since, we, since last week's episode, I've been really thinking about that like doing stuff when it's the hardest and then all the the other times will feel much easier a lot. Like, but in relation to doing stuff when you feel your – so if you can do something when you feel your worst, it's going to feel so much easier to do it when you feel your best, right? Like, for example, I have a prime example. My whole week this week – so it's Friday now when we are recording this and I have had a shit week, I'll be honest. Like a good week life-wise but – menstrual cycle wise horrid i have felt so crap i've been so tired i've had so many cramps and discomfort and bloating and etc right and i just keep saying to myself if i can still produce if i can still write if i can still get uni done and get work done when i feel this crap imagine the quantity and quality of work i can get done next week once my period is over and i feel fantastic again right and there is just something so rewarding. Like I'm not saying when you feel horrid, you have to work or go to the gym or whatever, but this is just, this aligns with what my values are right now, which is self-development, ambition and learning, right? Because I want to do these things right now in my life. So I have to push myself when I feel the worst so that I can get even better work done when I feel the best. And it it just proves to me that I can do anything at any time, no matter what. Like I have this this stupid excuse at night times, like after I eat dinner for for the longest time because Jack's at work most nights. And when we're together at night, we just like watch TV and hang out and be lazy, I guess, which is fine. But when I'm here by myself, what's the point, you know? And there's something so uncomfortable about working after dinner for me. Like it makes – it feels uncomfortable. It feels wrong. I feel like I should be watching TV. But now I've done it for a few days and a few weeks in a row and it feels normal and I can get an extra two or three hours worth of work done just because I pushed through that little bit of abnormality and discomfort mm. and it's fine. It's great. I didn't die. <laughs> I'm still here. It's crazy what beliefs we have line up with, like you said, like everybody just assumes you have dinner and then you sit down and watch TV. Like, why is that a thing? Why? And it's so hard to break that. I feel like I I used to tell myself that I my brain doesn't function that that well after dinner because it's night and I'm tired. Mm. When I now realise that I've been lying to myself Mm. (laughs) for the past 21 years about 
that because it's not true at all. If I put my, like, if I actually force myself to do it, it's fine. I can get into it. Mm. You just have to push past that initial uncomfortable, that discomfort, I should say. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, as always, if you agree or you disagree or you want to have your say, reach out on social media. You'll find me on Instagram at jack.lgraham. And, and I am at Mac Rikers, R-Y-K-E-R-S. <laughs> uh, and if you've got a question for us, as always, we love hearing your questions. We love answering on the Q&A. We have those one a month now, so get your questions in. Uh, don't feel like there's – I ask too many questions. I know there's a lot of you that re- – um, I repeat question askers. <laughs> That's what I was going for there. And don't feel like, oh, I've asked them too many questions. There's never stupid questions. There's only questions that we love answering. Mm-hmm. All of them, everyone. Uh, as always, the more detailed, the better. So if you have got one of those questions, there will be a link in the show notes. You don't even have to leave your name or no. email. You just enter the question, hit send, and we get, that, we get it. So, uh, yeah, that would be appreciated if you can all do that. And what else? that they need to know coming up over the next couple of months the next couple of months weeks that's about it just stay tuned for all the extra goodness coming your way um we are going to try and bring some visuals back sooner or later we just had to set up the mics and do all the back end stuff but i think we got that sorted now don't we and then are we waiting until we get our apartment upgrade in four weeks or no i don't know we'll try and sort it out so <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get it sorted for you guys so you can see some visual back on YouTube. Um, other than that, that's it. Have a great congratulations. Welcome to the first day of spring, right? Totally. <laughs> Jack doesn't even care about the change in seasons. It feels the same to me. <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll talk to you all in the next episode. Bye. Hey guys, this is Mac again. Just one more thing before you leave, and that is two minute Tuesdays. Would you enjoy getting a short email from me every Tuesday that provides a little chicken nugget of information that I found useful and interesting, and that I think might also help you? It is about half a page long, intended to be a two minute read, kind of like a virtual record of my personal diet, exercise, productivity, and life epiphanies that I think would be useful to others and especially to you guys listening. So if that sounds like fun, again, very short, a tiny little insight to keep you motivated for the week and give you something to think about. And if you would like to try it out, just go to insitucollective.com forward slash newsletter, drop in your email and you will get the very next one. Again, that is in-situcollective.com forward slash newsletter. It is completely free. And of course, you can unsubscribe at any time. As always, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next one.